Welcome. I'm Kevin Miller, and this podcast is called Self Helpful because not all self help is helpful. I'm your curator, critic, and translator of the best and brightest minds in the self help world today. Discover your real yet expertly fluid personality style. We all want to know who and what we are. We want to understand ourselves so we can understand the world we live in. Our tendency is to label ourselves as this personality style or that personality style, just as we seek out genetic testing to know where we came from. We want to know. We want clarity. What we've been talking about, the Enneagram, after having expert Ian Morgan Cron on the show and discussing his book, The Story of You, An Enneagram Journey to Becoming Your True Self. This is part three, where I bring on a co-host who has experience in the topic, and I invited Jared Angaza on the show. Most of you have heard Jared on here before, and every time I have him on, I get feedback on how people are touched by his heart and insight. Jared is the brand architect behind many influencers and as of late, many of the leading space industry organizations like Space for Humanity. He's now partner here with me also on the Self-Helpful Podcast, and he's my brother, full blood brother. The last name is different because he changed it. He did so to adopt an identity he wanted to embrace, which is much the reason for this episode, becoming aware of and understanding and harnessing the beauty of our identity, our personality, in order to, as the slogan of this show says, elevate your personal experience of life and the way you show up for others. That's a slogan Jared wrote, by the way. In this episode, we get into the Enneagram further. Jared shares how we can be our authentic selves and in this case, know our primary Enneagram type and also understand how to fluidly flow into other types as in essence, all the types live within us, even as we have a type or two that are our natural design. So listen in, I think you'll find inspiration in knowing who and how you are and how to wield your authentic self in broader and deeper ways. Well, friends, thank you for tuning in. This self-helpful podcast was founded through the Zig Ziglar Corporation. If you're a coach or consultant and want to add credibility, clients, and impact your business, go to Ziglar.com. The podcast exists to help you find and understand the guidance and counsel that will help you elevate your personal experience of life and the way you show up for others. Following these sponsors who help make the show possible and provide great resources for your life, I bring you Jared Angaza, who you can find if you just type that name in, followed by .com, and a discussion on utilizing the Enneagram to be better aware of who and how we are. So brother, this morning, so it's Friday, so I always meet with my guys uh, at the coffee shop. And I kind of ended up with, I said, okay, which of you guys have done the Enneagram? And uh, two of the three that were there today said, yeah, I've done it. And one specifically, he's, he's pretty into it. The other one who had not done it though, he said, man, I haven't done it. He says, I, he says, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want my wife to, uh, because she is prone to be like, okay, see, that's what I am. That's what I am. And, and use that as justification. Right. And I thought, okay, that's the 
bad side probably of profiles in general is taking them. I mean, on one hand, we're trying to understand ourselves, but it's not to limit ourselves, which really goes into what you were just saying off camera, which was that we have all these. So the Enneagram has nine numbers, which nine, what profiles? I don't know how you'd refer to them. I don't know. I was thinking about that last night when I was taking my notes. Uh, um, I don't know what Ian would say on that, yeah. but uh, I just said personality profiles because that's what we're used to with the disc and all that. When I've got the books right here, nine types, I guess. Anyways, personality types. I yeah. think. Yeah, okay. So, so nine. And what you you were just saying, and you can go into that for, for a minute, is you know, in essence, and he did say this. He says we have we have aspects of all these within us. So we're looking though at the propensities that we have, and 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 I'm grappling with the propensities that we have maybe fallen into because of our upbringing and the things that we embraced, which brings then into the question, what you just were talking about is authenticity that you were saying it in a positive light. And maybe you need to rephrase that here for us to hear and ponder, because I can also look at that and go, gosh, if I'm a little bit a part of these, but I've fallen into some of them, I don't know who the heck the authentic me is. I mean, you can, I can get lost in that. No, I get that. And and I think the, the common perception is, well, first of all, you said if I've fallen into them or whatever, which, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a thing. And we do that for sure. I think there's another side of that then that is the intentional aspect of it, of saying I intentionally tapped into that five in me rather than the eight or the two or whatever. Um, in, in terms of personality style and there's a, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a, I obviously study a lot of indigenous teachings and so on. That's been a big part of my life. Uh, it's a, sort of a, a rudder on the ship and the Toltec teachings, the ancient Toltec that came from the Inca. Um, and they were sort of a, a sect of the Inca that were sort of like monks. They were, they, they walked kind of a higher path and they became called the Toltec though. It, it was, um, just kind of a, a group of Incas, and they, sounds like what the Tesla truck should be called. Here's the Tesla car. The truck's the Toltec. The Toltec it looks like a I like it. It's like a badass name. By the way, Toltec means artist, ah. and the Toltec believe that we are all artists, and we're here to paint a beautiful picture with our life. Um, and the, and there's a belief that we are all a messenger, that we have a message. Uh, even on my website, it says, "What's what kind of messenger are you? What what message are you bringing to the world?" Um, anyway, I'm a big fan of Toltec. Um, there is this uh, philosophy of what's sort of categorized under the shapeshifter concept. Um, on a more basic term, it's uh, our terminology, I think it is uh, our access to multiple personality types within us. Now we talk about multiple personality disorder and things like that. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about personality styles within all of us. And as Ian talks about, and, and anybody else I've heard talk about the Enneagram, they're very clear about the fact that we have <clears throat> within us all of these different personality styles, yet we then will gravitate towards one that tends to be our more core personality. And maybe that's where we rest best. You know, maybe that's where our best self comes out. Our most authentic self comes out. And like you were saying, a lot of people, I think they want to look at a, a personality test, you know, disc or whatever and say, okay, that's what I am. And this is definitive done. 
And the Enneagram is much more fluid than that. And it's actually, you know, we have, we're, we're far more capable than that. I don't think, so I think people think, oh, I'm more messed up. I have more personalities. I'm like, well, you're more capable because you have more personalities, in my opinion. And the intentional or the, the understanding of that, that that's a thing, that it exists is one sort of perspective shift and say, okay, that's the thing. I have access to all these personalities instead of I am afflicted with all of these different ways and, and thoughts and things people look at it as an affliction as opposed to a blessing but you can look at that as a blessing and say wait, wait i have access to all of that can, like can i ask what do i need to tap into can yeah. we can we rephrase it to you know i have access to these different personalities to these different personality abilities in, in essence like if i say styles abilities yeah yeah like, like so i was a pro cyclist and if that's the only sport i can do no put me on a bike man i'm great but i cannot play basketball i can't play baseball i can't play i can't shoot pool and i can't bowl and i can't do yeah. the discus whatever I, i'm just i am what i am that's it i'm just like as opposed to uh well gosh so go diddly. to well to what Bo Diddley, he did. He was famous for doing all the big, all the sports. You know. Yeah, I was, and I was going to say decathlete. You know, the, the old decathlete yeah. where you do ten sports. That that's, you know, or even today the the triathlete that can do many. That they are an athlete. They are a person, but they have uh, ability to tap into, well, ability, different abilities, different perspectives, so that we can tap into those different personality styles. It's not to limit us, but yeah, as you said, we're going yeah. to gravitate. And I would say, or I want to say that, you know, genetically, man, you, you've got kids, you know, we've got kids that we see, and it's amazing that they come out into similar environment and how they are, they, they perceive life so yeah. differently. They grasp onto things so differently. And so I do feel like maybe more so than ever, that there is a natural propensity and yet i can't separate it from the things that we are maybe forced into from an upbringing or and dude you were my brother so you know at some point early on i if i'm actually a three which you said you thought i was you know which is the performer yeah yeah i that i saw that and i saw ooh if i do xyz i get applause from my dad or from the people in bike right. racing or the people at the, you know, the personal development seminar that I'm at with my dad or whatever, they kind of like it when I act this way and Ooh, I like their, mm -hmm. I like their attention and their approval. Acc accolades yeah. and approval. Yeah. So I embrace that. So we could say, I embrace that. Did I fall into it? Man, I don't know, but I embraced it on my own. I didn't know any better and it served me well in some ways. And then in an unhealthy way, it didn't, but it, I guess it, you know, I'm going to assume that it did fit some natural predisposition yes yeah i have a lot of thoughts on that actually and by the way i just as a correction to myself it was bo jackson not bo diddley was i was wondering man because bo diddley I, i'm thinking that's music isn't it i'm a musician so i went to music <laughs> but it was bo jackson and i just remember as a kid being so impressed with the fact that he's a footballer or plays mm -hmm. football if we say football player in the states i guess and then right. uh and basketball player and, and or a baseball player and and lots of other sports anyway okay well sorry. you just made a lot of people more comfortable because they're out there still and they were going what the hell is he talking about like Bo googling Bo <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was in music yeah okay. right after i said it, i was like no, it's jackson <laughs> anyway um so uh in terms of the the stuff with the kids that's a great point actually because i i, I you know talk a lot about environment and how environment matters so much around us um 
it shapes us. And when I talk about environment, I'm not talking about ecologically. I, I mean, in terms of humans, like the, the, the humans around us is our environment, you know, that our family, our friends, our workmates, uh, there are, there's a culture that we're in, right? You and I were just kind of laughing about the difference in the culture between San Diego and Colorado Springs or, or uh, Woodland Park yeah. uh, divide where you're at. And uh, there are cultural differences. I mean, a lot of the reason I moved to San Diego is because of the culture that's here that I, I fit in with well. <laughs> um, and I know that the environment and maybe slash culture is that's the nurture part of the nature versus nurture discussion. And obviously I think we know now it's not nature versus nurture, it's nature and nurture. They're, they both have a big effect. And we've experienced that a lot as we both have adopted children and we've experienced their previous programming very alive today, despite the fact that, you know, in, in your case with Jadaria, she was uh, four, you know, when she came into your world and, and, Francois, my guy was 10, you know, so he had 10 years of being a street kid in Rwanda programmed into his head. That we're um, never going to erase. That we're never going to erase. And, you know, to some degree, we shouldn't have tried. And was, we, it, it we, was ignorant of me to, uh, it was my ignorance. Well, we've talked about this another, <laughs> and we we'll probably talk about it more, but it, it, it was, it was ignorance. It was just ignorance. Um, well, but, wait, I, but I, do, I do stay right there. I do want to say the same thing with all of us. It's something that I continue to be gains more gravity with me that as, as all of, you know, I did this show recently with Vienna Farron in her book, yeah. the origins of you. And we talked about it in there and, and under the aspect of, we think that we fly the coop at some point, leave home. And now we're, we're us, man. Now it's, I'm, it's time to be the authentic Jared, the, the, the real me and go, <laughs> yeah. you, you can't, you can't, you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to figure out to some degree who that is because that programming that you had behind you, whether it was good or bad, or you, you know, you adopted what you did or whatever, we are never going to get rid of that. That exists, man. That is a, that is a root. Now we can, I think of it like the old CDs, you and I are old enough to remember that, you know, you, you burn some songs into those and to think, well, yeah. you can't get rid of those anymore. Now you can put more songs on there. And, yeah. and, and I'm going to continue my playlist, you know, to put new songs in there. And I may never, to some degree, never go, I may never go back to some of those old songs, especially if I don't want to, but, right. but they are there. And in a bad moment, I can fall back into that tune. That's a good analogy, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I. So we have, I think a lot of it comes around just our perceptions of what is. And, and we're trying, we, we think like, oh, it should be this way as opposed to uh, recognizing some of the true nature of who we are is the fact that we have, I said multiple personalities, that's not the way we want to frame it, but we have lots of personality styles within us um, and traits and characteristics that we can tap into. Uh, the environment around us is going to always draw out of us something like if we are in a particular environment you know when you're with one group of people they may pull something out of you yeah and that that is very different than another group of people and, they, and they're like well I, i'm a totally different guy when i'm with those guys than i am with the other guys over here and i think people look at that often as oh that's that's just me being uh you know sort of pandering to the crowd and being inauthentic and i think well no it's just different sides of you 
that you lean into when you're a particular with a particular group of people and why wouldn't that be a beautiful thing actually you're just adapting to the moment with the people now if that's pulling something inauthentic out of you i think you'll know that and i think that uh you know and you can have environments that also pull very negative things out of you and you may choose to not be in that environment anymore can, can we play with that because i feel like this is at the heart of that question a lot of people have around authenticity yeah and being the authentic you because if you're in a group and you're with a bunch of uh, i'm going to exaggerate the point you're, you're with a bunch of people who have, you know, kids who have committed suicide. There may be some things that you would talk about in another frame of reference, another social group that you realize, Ooh, that's probably not appropriate right here. You know, some suicide For joke sure, yeah. or, 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 you know, or even just using the word suicidal in a flippant, you know, say, Ooh, that's probably bad form to use that in here. That's not being inauthentic. That's being respectful. Uh, I would think now, but now to exaggerate it, if you're in a place and you've got a whole bunch of people who are talking about the advocacy of racism or something like that, and you're realizing, I don't actually agree with that. And I'm, I can't let that fly. And you may speak up against that. I don't think. That's yeah. Like that's not something I'm going to adapt to. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. bail. I'm going to bail or I'm going to speak against that. That's or not, against it, yeah. yeah. So we're talking about a, a different respect. And, and so I think being aware of that and modifying towards those or being aware. Yeah. It's not being authentic. That's being aware. And when we find the person, we've all known somebody who, man, no matter where you are, Joe is always Joe. And he'll say whatever he'll say, what he's going to say amongst anybody. He's probably a, butt, and a lot of people think of him that way. And he's not serving himself nor them very well by being, you know, th theoretically super authentic. No, he's, he's being a butt. Um, I mean, no, a lot of people, I think, do that. Well, I'm just going to say whatever I want to say. And that's me being authentic. And I'm like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> that's Agreed. not how you do authenticity. That's just being a jerk. Um, so, so the, you know, to, to your there's shape, a lot of layers there. I'm, I'm, yeah, to your shapeshifter, I'm, I'm upholding that saying, yeah, you can shapeshift unhealthily, but there's a, a healthy way to that within this. Again, I think this thing that few people, I think our culture is grasping with what authenticity is. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. You all know I greatly value and pursue my health and wellness, and I'm always looking for better products and resources. Nutritional supplements are a staple for me, and a must is a probiotic to support my gut health and function. 
a probiotic is something I've taken each and every day for the long-term cumulative benefits. Seed is a company that makes a symbiotic, which is actually a unique mix of probiotics and prebiotics. Probiotics are beneficial bacteria and prebiotics are food for these bacteria. So Seed's symbiotic containing both helps balance my gut bacteria. So together, the Seed DS01 symbiotic benefits my gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. Taking seeds, DSO1 symbiotic, and avoiding the foods I know my body is sensitive to has taken me from constant digestive problems to almost none. I trust seeds clinical trials and breakthrough research that's been published in top scientific journals. You can entrust your gut with Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash drive and use code 25DRIVE to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash drive, code 25DRIVE. Absolutely. And and I I was just joking with Frank White. I was talking to you this morning, the overview effect author, and um about he and I tend to be very adaptive in certain situations and uh we're doing some events together or whatever. And I like the fact that I can walk into uh you know, a conservative Christian setting and I can quote scripture <laughs> like i can play the part and do the thing and have fun and enjoy that moment and then i can go over you know to a, a street gang in compton and i can hang with them and talk their lingo and do that and i can go to the next place and talk with the business folks and the ceos and the fortune 500 guys and then i can go talk to the other and like i can adapt in each one of those moments and i think how wonderful is that like i just adapted in all those things i was authentic in my approach and all of it it was just a different style it's not uh, inauthentic it's a different style yeah i want to well i want to rel- i want to i want a red portion of bl- black porsche is is not inauthentic it's just two different colors <laughs> cuz what i heard with you saying is you have the ability which is awesome to relate to each of those right. places, you can go talk with the conservative Christian folks and then the gang in Compton, whatever. And you have the ability to relate, which means to me that you have the ability to connect. That's beautiful. That's right. awesome. That's not now, again, that's not, that doesn't mean that you're going to go over here. And like, when you say quote, quote scripture, you're not pandering. Let's use that word. Use that word. You're not pandering to them. You're, you're using it. Cause you understand it and you may gra- help, you know, may grapple with it. It's that. like if, if I'm in Mexico, I speak Spanish, <laughs> you know, I was just speaking their language and that's not being authentic. That's being, yeah, that's being now you're not again yeah. in either of those environments. You're not going to sit there and nod your head to something that you intrinsically disagree with or don't align with. No. Right. No, especially me, as you know. <laughs> well, I, I do, I know, but I appreciate that you're able to do it respectfully. But I, I think you're able to be your, the authentic you as you relate to and connect to others, which may bend some of these Enneagram, you know, nines. As you were talking about, you were talking to me off camera about somebody you worked with, and you can talk about that if you want. That helps you understand your key type. That you're not just one type. You know, oh, your, right. your, your key types and that you may in this environment veer towards X. Like for me, I, I think that when I'm with my family, uh, I can tend to be, and with friends, I can tend to be more of a seven, 
you know, or actually even on my own by myself, I can tend, man, I'm just looking for the next pleasure. I'm looking for the next, uh, you yeah. know, fun thing. And yet in my work and in athletics, I am a, I am a three. And yet I also resonate a lot with the five. Uh, in certain, in certain, env- again, environments and, and whatnot. Uh, and that we're going to, and that's where I was interested that in health and weakness, in stress in peace, in, in a place where we do need to perform step up, whether it's at school or work or athletics or whatever, that we may adopt uh, a different persona than we are at home. Is that, is that a, is that a yucky word though? Are people going to hear that bad persona uh, style? I mean, maybe, but I, I think that, that, that what you're getting at is, yeah, it's, it's a style. It's again, it's like, it's like a color option you could choose for the day, you know, or the moment even the, the thing that I was telling you about earlier is it's called the harmony triad model. And, and I, I got that from Teresa McCloy. I know that Teresa and Ian are friends, I think too. Uh, and I, I know both of them through our father, <laughs> through dad. Um, but uh, I went through Teresa's harmony triad sort of workshop thing or whatever, and it spits out a report on the other side, and it gives you three elements of your body, your heart, and your head, um, and the ways that we show up in those particular places with with the personality styles, and. I show up in my body as an eight, the challenger, so on. And then in my heart as the helper, the, you know, bringing love and all that. And then in my head, I am the investigator, the, and, and so the five, dad is five. Our father is five, like Cardinal five. And I'm very much an eight. Um, and the challenger, the justice seeker that I can be prickly and abrasive and, uh, what did Ian say? Uh, and and intimid- intimidating yeah, <laughs> and so on. And, and I know that like a lot of my life has been trying to figure out this balance of, you know, I'm an activist and I was a kickboxer and things like that. It's like being intimidating was reasonable in those arenas, but I don't like to bring that into my relationships with my family or my friends or anything like that. And I don't really want to be intimidating anyway, in any way, in any form. Um, but it's it's a you know I then swung the other way and and became I had a it was Dan Takini uh, in a in a workshop that I was in with him and he was really working on me and asking me why I had caged my warrior you know and why I wasn't being authentic in that way anymore and I thought man I just feel like I'm intimidating all the time you know so I was looking at this eight aspect of of that. So like you polarized and went from the warrior to the pacifist and it was this full pendulum swing. And now, you know, in my later years, I'm I'm realizing that I can have a a more of a a balance and harmony and happy medium in there, if you will, uh, than having to be so far either on either end of the pendulum swing. Uh, But I've also just realized over the years that I really do see that ability to be a a shapeshifter. And I'm using the Toltec, you know, uh, terminology there but that shapeshifter it, it, it which is more of an ethereal you know personality shapeshifting than physical obviously but having that idea of being able to go from one kind of personality style to the next very fluidly and authentically in each one and then come back to sort of my resting position of an eight in a healthy eight that feels 
masterful like that that process of getting to that place and then being very comfortable in there and there's another aspect of this that it, that speaks to the need for confidence to be very confident and in your you know whatever it is that your your main trait is or your main style is and for me again it's an eight um to be very comfortable in that and embrace that eight and also embrace the fact that I have seven other personality styles I can tap into as well. Like a seven, I'm a very spiritually driven person, as you know. Everything is is driven from my spiritual practices and beliefs and everything. Like a seven, uh, I'm also very in my head a lot, like our father and like we're a deep thinker and all that. Like a five, and I'm clearly a justice focused and motivated person. Uh, you know, like an eight. And, and I'm a lover and, you know, and, and peacemaker as well as a two. And like, I could go on, but all those things are in me. And I love that I have that bag of stuff that I can reach into and say, I'm putting this jacket on today or this super power suit, you know, my Batman suit or whatever I want to do. I'm going to be a great two in this particular situation or a great five, because that's what this situation calls for, or that's what my daughter calls for. She needs this my daughter needs my two today, you know, and my son may need my five today or whatever. I think, great. It's so wonderful. I have all those in the toolbox and that I feel comfortable and authentic in each of them. What, what speaks to me in that first off is just awareness. And I do feel like that. And I, I ended up talking to my guys about that this morning, that the, the key initially is just, are you aware of yourself? And I hear, I hear, as I hear you talk, that's of course why I ask you to do the show with me is, is because hey, of your, yeah. Ian said that. He he the said that well, the number one element of success that they found is self awareness. Oh well, there you go. Well, you just and I should listen to my show into it, solidifying <laughs> <laughs> okay. his opinion there. Yeah. Well, okay. So on that, and, and but I, and I or not, but I I want to point out. I mean, one of the beautiful. So I I had Ian on the show, Ian Cron, and we talked about the premise was the story of you. That's his new book which yeah. I, I thought was profound. Now I got since then, because he's having me on his show next typology and he wanted me to get the book. So I did get it. His original book, the road back to you, which by the way, I've mentioned to people and oh my gosh, everybody has the road back to you. I, I looked on Amazon. He's got 17,000 reviews on the thing, which if folks, if you, I haven't not read that one and I will now put that directly oh my, in my, <laughs> yeah, well, just so folks know in the nonfiction world, 17,000 views is rock star. Yeah. Uh, and so in that, so if I go to type three in each one, this is killer. It's each pair chapter for each number starts off with, these are what healthy threes look like or healthy, whatever your number, this is what healthy looks like. And to read that and go, huh? And then read, this is what average threes do. And then the mm. last one, this is what unhealthy threes do. And I'm looking at it going, Oh, 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 and that running that whole spectrum, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, yep. I could see myself in the healthy aspect. Ooh, yeah. I, that, the average. Yep. The unhealthy. Yeah. And then to go look at that and go, man, this is where I, so I, I wanted to put that out and advocate that people, this is a, a dramatic awareness. Now, something else I wanted to pull out though to you, Jared, is when you talk about tools in the toolbox and shape shifting and these different personalities. Um, I want to play with this for a second. Cause I thought of golf clubs. Okay. I don't play golf. I don't think you do either, but we, no. we know, we know golf. So if everybody, anybody knows golf, I mean, you, have you, you wouldn't go golfing and some dude has his golf bag uh, there and he pulls out and all he has is one club. It's a putter. Right. It's just a putter, <laughs> dude. He's a rock star on the putting green, but yeah. he can't drive the thing more than 
20 yards and everybody else yeah. is going whatever they do, 300 yards. I, I don't know with, yeah. with that. And we're, and, and in talking about that, even amongst our Enneagram number, our primary one, but even more so if we're able to tap into others, we want to be able to do that. Now, you know, does that mean it doesn't mean you're everything you do have a certain propensity in this sense, we would say, you know, you play golf, that's where you're most at home, you know, you're not, but you need to have acts or you'd be well served to have those. And I, and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm being real cautious here because I don't want to be offensive and, and, and in this, but I wonder if, if you have somebody who's only can't come out of the, all, all they've got is a putter that that may even be, I wonder if that's even like a, a could we say an autism? type thing where, man, I can't. I think that we as a society, when we notice someone that is one singular way to a, you know, to a heightened degree or whatever, where it's very noticeable that this person is very much this particular personality style. Um, it's interesting because I think that if if you're all over the place with different personalities, everybody's like, "Oh, that guy's a Fruit Loop," you know, he's you know personality disorder and whatever. And then and they may the be side, they, they may if they're being that flighty, they may be so unaware right. of themselves that they are. They're just kind of morphing and changing. They so there's there could be some reality to that. And then there's the other side that's like what the, then they get called OCD or something. Uh, that's well, that's why I said, I, and I, I I'm so careful or want to be with you know being autistic, but. You know, we, we or can't. spectrum, you know, okay. that's, a, that's a conversation. You, oh, that yeah. guy's on the spectrum. That's a thing to yeah. say now I've noticed, yeah. but there, there's a, you know, so, you, but whatever, what we're just talking about is labels, none of which we're advocating for, but right. they are, they're there socially. And those, it, because people look at, I think people just expect like, you should just be normal. Right. And then normal is just kind of like this, uh, you know, you have one personality style and you do that. But don't go too far in that either, you know, because that's too much for us. You know, so there, there's all these, you know, public kind of, or social kind of perceptions of of our uh, tendencies, which I also could, would call abilities. Like we have the ability to have access to or, to, or we have a blessing to have access to all of these things and that each one of them can be authentic, authentically us. Like this is my authentic five. This is my authentic two. This is my authentic seven or eight. Um and that we shouldn't look at that and, you know, have shame because of that or feel that there's inauthenticity because of that. The other thing is that I think the more that we're able to do that and to be comfortable in those spaces and with that spectrum is that it allows us to have our, our, our like kind of our, you know, our, our resting face in in our, in our uh, whatever, the predominant personality type, like for me, an eight. So I feel like I can be a healthier eight because of my acceptance, willingness, and embracing of all of the other personality styles within me. And I don't feel like I have to be all of them or just one. I feel like I rest in an eight well, but I can show up in the other seven whenever I need to. And that feels good. Like I feel confident in that. Well, and I, and I think that would be the telltale sign is how do you feel internally? Are you being true to yourself within that? Yeah. And because a piece that Ian talked about, and it might've been in this book, the road back to you is masks. And so let's go back to your analogy. That um, is the Toltec discussion, by the way, they use the word mask that we all wear a mask. And as a child, we grow up with a mask. Oh, you, you were, you actually reminded me of this earlier. And I forgot to say something about children. 
so often parents have a little mask crafted out here in the ether <laughs> that they're they are hoping little junior comes into you know to be a doctor daddy was a doctor you know right. mommy was a lawyer or whatever it was um so there's a mask there that's sort of hanging out in front of us and we're sort of walking around as children and, and we see these masks and we're like i don't know am i supposed to put my face in that <laughs> like is that is that my mask that's good that's because, what because if you have a parent then you know that they're or you subconsciously feel that they're putting your propensity is to this yeah. goes back to vienna Farron. your propensity is to attach and seek attachment over authenticity as a kid as a human and that drives us into the mask sometimes right. that that mommy or daddy wore or whatever and and, and it is not typically to, it, it is not conscious on the parent side to be forcing or pushing that mask Sometimes it is. Sometimes you're like, hey, I was a Air Force pilot and you're going to be one too, <laughs> Billy. Well, and I've done and, that. That's been, I've brought that up before. I've done that. I have in the past with self-employment specifically to where my kids, yeah. I had one finally come to me and go, I know that you think it's the Holy Grail. And, and I think they were even, it was worth, they, they, they kind of presented it as, okay, I know self-employment's a Holy Grail, but I don't feel called to that right now. And I felt like a schmuck. Yeah. 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 Well, well we have our moments. Yeah. Even as you reference Toltec and masks though, cause I was about to utilize the concept of mask as a negative. They, they would normally look, I mean, the, the Toltec perspective is that the mask, I mean, to some degree, the mask is the inauthentic self That's... showing up in a certain way. So you're wearing a mask, like I'm going to mask into a five today or whatever, because that's what it, it calls for. Well, can I, can eight, I give whatever. a different, I'm going to, can I go back to your story of, and to use polarized, not that they are, but you know, polarized, you got the conservative Christian group over here at, at the conservative church. And then you've got your gang in Compton that you have the ability to relate there, but you show up, you're still Jared. You're still yeah. bald. You still have earrings, a beard, tattoos. You're probably in black. Um, you know, when you go into the, the conservative, just to not create a stumbling block, you may cut down on the piercings a little bit. Like, I'm not going to wear all 20 of them, you know, or the or the yeah. big necklace. And when you go over to the Compton crew, you may put on some stuff because you know that's going to help them relate to you. They're going to be more comfortable sure. with There's us. a wardrobe that, uh, you know, that is appealing to a personality or a personal or a certain group. Yes. But let's sure. go to the opposite side. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to go to the one place and yeah, not that you could do this, but you know, if you could theoretically remove the beard, remove all the stuff, put paint over your, you know, body, uh, makeup over your tattoos yeah. and show up at the at the church in a suit to where I wouldn't even recognize my brother. And you're That's not going to very good delineation. And you're yes. not going to show up at the Compton crew slinging a gun and and exactly, being inauthentic yeah. to you. So okay, that's where I was trying you're to You're adapting. Uh, this is great. Actually, that's a great part to to point out. Uh you're adapting to what w is within your sp personality spectrum within each of those categories so in a five i have a, a a spectrum within a five that i can show up in in a healthy way i could be then very inauthentic and show up in an unhealthy way in as a yeah. five as well which is kind of what you were talking about painting myself and whatever and taking out all the piercings whatever like that kind of thing would be inauthentic for me but adapting to my language a bit in the conservative situation versus something else um adapting my language that's within my authenticity range 
that's that works. It's just like an authenticity range within each in each personality. I, mean, I wish we had Ian here to kind of check me on that, but otherwise, I, I mean, I think that that seems like a reasonable perspective around it. Well, I like the word you're using language. I'm thinking about that right now. Cause you're going to talk, yeah. if you're over here with a Christian group, you do know scripture and you do know Christianese and you can speak eloquently with them in a way that they can understand and resonate with, even as you are upholding the same principles and values that you have, but you're able to talk about that and discuss those no different right. than if you're in Mexico and you're speaking Spanish, or if you're over in Africa and you're speaking what you spoke there, what was it? Swahili. Swahili. Um, you're going to do that, that we're able able to relate still being the authentic you at the core. And there are going to be sometimes some places where it goes too far out of your comfort zone. You actually don't speak Czechoslovakian. If that's all they speak, you're out. You just don't have the ability yeah. to, or over here, you're not going to morph yourself to fit in with the Ku Klux Klan and relate to them because that's, you're just not. So yeah. So I, I, I hope we're painting a picture or we're discussing and grappling with a picture of what this is on the authentic side and the shape shifting and the, the mask and the whatever that we're looking for. Again, at the core, though, we're still back to this starts off day one. Nobody can implement this without your own awareness, which is why we brought Ian on the show. And I would say, you know, for everybody, go get the Enneagram, which and I can't even pull his website out. Typology maybe is his website, but you know, his books, the story of you, the road back to you, you can get the Enneagram and take it in a lot of different places, but to get that, uh, but then to, to have some understanding of, I especially am drawn Jared towards the, this is my predisposition, propensity, whatever you want to call it, what I gravitate towards, but here's what it looks like in health. Here's what it looks like in, I like his average or whatever. And here's what it looks like in unhealth and then also being able to and if you get either of his books really you can go just look at every profile and just start reading through it hey here's a one ones are this blah, blah, blah. and so i just start reading the one i'm right away like no, i don't really line up with hardly anything there let's just go to the yeah. next chapter even without taking the test and just to look at it and i think any uh, i don't know if i can say that i'm assuming that anyone is probably going to relate to a couple at least Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
So my book and this podcast are named What Drives You. And what drives us to great things is our own values, our known values. When we go astray, it's because we've lost sight of our values. Therapy is key for helping you clarify what matters most to you so you can do more of it. I was late to taking advantage of therapy. It was only for crisis, but now myself and most of the rock stars I have on my show get therapy regularly. For most people, the main hurdle is starting therapy. I recommend you try BetterHelp. It's entirely online. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule and trying it doesn't involve an afternoon of your time and all the hassle. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapist anytime, no additional charge. You can learn to make time for what is most valuable to you. So visit betterhelp.com slash what drives you today. You get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash what drives you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can read through, you know, four or five of them and be like, yep, that's me. All those. How'd that happen? You know, and I was confused in the beginning, but, you know, I've learned a lot about it over the years. And I was actually studying Enneagram with Teresa McCloy. I was talking about that did this, uh, the Harmony Triad or whatever. And that at the same time that I was really deep into some of the Toltec teachings, I was reading like five or six Toltec books at the time. I've read them probably five times since then. But I was just recognizing at the same time learning about this shapeshifter philosophy and whatever, and listening to the Enneagram discussion. I was like, oh, wow, it's, it's really a very much a similar discussion. Um, I was thinking about it when you were saying it a minute ago, like, yeah, I don't feel inauthentic because I speak Swahili and Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm speaking those languages in other places, I don't feel inauthentic. It's just another facet of who I am. Well, you said uh, it made you feel, that, you said that you were like confident and, and, and almost proud of yourself that you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'd like, it's like, I, I took the time to do that, to be able to adapt to that person, that, that specific culture, uh, in a Spanish speaking culture or Swahili speaking culture or whatever, because it matters to me. And also it, it, it opens up all new, I mean, in the particular language scenario, it, it opens up new windows into communication beyond the language that is just understanding a culture and the way that they speak was like in, in Rwanda, when I learned Kenya Rwanda, not Swahili, but Kenya Rwanda, I understood my son, Francois, yeah. at a level that I never would have understood if I didn't understand his language. It's a village, spe you know, specific language, and it's only spoken in Rwanda. And I'm like, oh, my God, I understand you now. But, you know, yeah, I can say that even somewhat about operating, you know, more in the five space, even as a, as a healthy five or whatever. Like, oh, I understand dad more because dad is a five, you know, <laughs> and I understand, you know, th so those things. Well, that feels like I, I being think, a being a Jedi, man. If you went through, what a skill would be if you right. were like Ian, and you're a rock star in the Enneagram, and you can meet somebody and within moments go, "Oh, this looks like a, a consummate too." I can, what I I can advocate for that. I can kind of graft towards that and understand that anything that we say or talk about, they're going to hear more in this filter in my authenticity as myself. Mm -hmm. Though I can have understanding and I can speak to that language a little bit better. I'm in an environment here in my community and, you know, I, I live in community with uh, multiple families living on the same property and things like that. And we, I, I'm just used to like someone new comes into the group or whatever. And they're like, Oh yeah. You know, you know, whatever. So-and-so is bringing a friend over tonight. He's a four. 
<laughs> so, really like we That's we cool. just talk like that so it's like oh okay i know what's coming in the door <laughs> um That's cool. and 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 we sort of you know we razz each other for sure but we we support each other in our authentic kind of style as well and also make plenty of room for our adaptability and shape-shifting you know in that in that realm as it well. It is funny. It's kind of like the, uh, I've heard this recently, you mentioned the spectrum. Um, and I think it was my wife who, or somebody, one of the kids came up with that term of, uh, Hey, Hey, Hey dad, your daddy, your spectrum showing. And th- <laughs> yeah, to do it with that, with, with your, I mean, that, how, how great though, to have a connection to where you could do that and go, Hey buddy, as a, your, your unhealthy three is showing up there a little bit and you're performing, um, I did want to, and I'll put this in the show notes. You've mentioned, uh, who is the lady you just mentioned? Teresa McCloy. Teresa McCloy. Uh, her website is enneagramacademy.com. Yeah. So you've worked with Teresa McCloy. So just as far as giving folks. There's a lot of systems and processes around the Enneagram that have really helped people understand it at a deeper level. And as I was telling you last night on our voice messages or whatever, like she had me in tears in like the first 10 minutes, okay. like nailing me on stuff. And I was like, oh my God. And I, I remember saying to her, thank you for seeing me. Like you really wow. see who I am and, and what I'm about, which ultimately helped me understand myself and see my authentic yeah. self in a new way that I was not able to see. Well, before. that's a gr- there's a great point of this that we're, we're looking at this as a tool. It's not the end all best tool on planet Earth, but the Enneagram as a tool to help us better see ourselves, understand ourselves, be aware of ourselves, and therefore be able to connect and relate to others uh, better. So Teresa McCloy. Enneagramacademy.com. Now I had mentioned also Beth McCord. I had her on the show years and years ago. She's another one well-known. Uh, I think our dad is a fan of her and she has your Enneagram coach.com. Beth McCord, your Enneagram coach.com. I think she is best known in Christian circles actually. And then uh, Ian Morgan Cron, who I just had on the show, his primary place for the Enneagram is typologyinstitute.com. And his podcast, which is a pretty big podcast, which I found out because I'm going to be on there. Uh, so I'm honored is called typology. That's his podcast. So here's some, you know, these are sources. And I, I do think the Enneagram, I do hear it being talked about more than anything else right now. When you come into personality profiles, I mean, again, our dad's big on uh, uh, disc, uh, Dan Miller at 48days.com. And they do a lot of disc. I think the disc is great and has great application as well. He's also a fan of the Enneagram. Uh, everybody knows Myers-Briggs. Yeah, dad, dad's really into the Enneagram a lot more these days. We've had some big discussions. And, and obviously, it's Ian and Teresa. I, I met through him because he's been so enamored with the Enneagram. Okay. Well, well, to that, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm prof- or testifying that I continue, and that's why I had Ian on the show, continue to hear more and more people in my spheres of personal development, self-help, uh, whatever, who are utilizing the Enneagram and I think... I want to say kind of broadening out on it, on helping us understand it from a not broad, a deeper and broader uh, aspect of like, hey, this- more and better conversation around it is helping us all understand it at a deeper level and the, and the different facets of it and, and how to be in health in it. And as opposed to in our, you know, less authentic, you know, not healthy self. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a better conversation and it's more, and it's out there. And I'm in a very spiritual driven, spiritually driven community, as you know. And, um, 
so it is the standard. Like when you we like most of the people in my community, I, I would think maybe they know disc and they've done that or Myers Briggs or something like that. I mean, I've done them all. Obviously, we grew up in a family where we we did them all, but um, all of them know about the enneagram. That's just kind of the standard there uh, because it seems to be. I don't know. I, for me, it seems to be a very, uh, it's not just like, what is my personality in a particular business situation? Or uh, I've done disc tests often to be better in my business world. <laughs> uh, and it has helped with that. Disc has been great for that. But when I really wanted to understand my relationship stuff more and sort of the spiritual aspects of who I am and my personality. I went to the Enneagram. I want, well, I want to, I also learned about it through Richard Rohr. He's another uh, great. Oh, you're right. Well, uh, Ian talks about him yeah. a lot. He references I know, in, yeah. in his book a lot. I, yeah. um, but th that's a good point because in, and I don't want to make an unfair analogy or description, but I have found value for myself in the disc profile, especially vocationally and saying, Hey, these are my strengths. This is where I, I want to put my focus in my work so I can have mastery. And I don't want to spend my time over here yeah. trying to be X, Y, Z, even from a vocational standpoint, I'm going to waste mine and everybody's time trying to do my own bookkeeping. Let me give that to somebody else. Who's a different, you know, skill set right. and personality style and whatnot. And in that man, I would be remiss to not bring up one of my favorites. If we're talking vocational, understanding of yourself is Jonathan Fields spark type. You can go to spark to S P A R K E T Y P E.com spark type.com. It's a free test, free profile, whatever. And it says what sparks you primarily in your work. And that's where you should give focus. I love his, uh, test there. And then also Patrick Lencioni, who we had on the show recently with workinggenius.com. I think it's 25 bucks. I'm a huge fan of it. I've, I've referred to so many people, very similar thing. This is your working genius. This is where you need to work. And I found a lot of help with the disc profile in there too. Yeah, you can do the disc profile and do that with people that you're in community with or work with or married to or whatever and get understanding of them. But it feels like over here on the relational side and understanding yourself that the Enneagram seems to be shining really brightly on and I want to ask you about something because what I'm looking at too is it's helping me look and say, man, these are my propensities and, and my strengths and weaknesses. Something happens. This is going to be my tendency to the word that you use, Jared, perceive. This is how I'm going to tend to perceive that. It's not reality. It's not fact, not right or wrong. But it's, this is just my propensity. This is the filter that I see the world through. I, I tend to see the world through the filter of a three. And I need to, I want to be aware of that and realize, man, when X happens, this is what I tend to, and then even more so, or not, not more so, but to add to that, then the people who I am close to intimate in my life, when X happens, they're going to tend to see it this way. And knowing that man, talk about relational glue, uh, is powerful. And yet I say that, and it's dramatically, uh, hard for me to do that. Well, to be that it's hard enough to understand ourselves, much less somebody else. But this is what we're talking about is the platform, the foundation, the getting started. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're coming back. We continue to kind of circle around the continual fact that self-awareness yeah. is at the core of all this. And, and to have that self-awareness and to be able to explore it, 
and to explore it with curiosity and as opposed and 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 excitement as opposed to exploring it with like what's wrong with me that's also a thing i think in, in terms of how we go into that exploration I go in with wide eyes and expecting to be wowed and, and and to find some new aspect of myself. And I'm excited about that. Even if it is a negative one, I'm like, well, cool. Now I'm aware of it. And there's little isms all the time that I have that I, I don't want to tap into. You pointed out one not too long ago about me tending to kind of laugh or sort of chuckle a little bit when I'm saying something that's a bit weighty and, and that that laugh sort of takes away from the, the impact of, of the thing that I might be saying you were distracted. It's so funny like, you bring that up brother. Cause I was going to tell you after the show, you don't do that on the show. Fig- I'm very fig- tuned into it now because my brothers, <laughs> but you still do it a lot with me when we're talking just today, you still do yeah. it a, a lot. Okay. We're talking about this thing and people don't have context. So I just pointed out, it's kind of one of those things. We all have our personal things that we do even on the isms is what I say isms. Yeah. yeah or even the propensity to, to um, or like, you know, if anybody has kids these days, actually the whole mm-hmm. culture is like, like is every other word. So like I, was uh, I did it this, with Sarah, my, my 10 year old the other day. And you? I said, let's see how far you can go without saying like, <laughs> yeah, well, and she was laughing. She couldn't talk. She was laughing. So she almost cried. <laughs> yeah. I've done it with my kid. And I remember dad doing it with us with, I think it was, you know, so, you know, I was with, you know, this guy. Oh, I did that so much. I think it was dad that, that yeah. kind of got that out of me. <laughs> okay. So let's be, let's, so if we're going to be, you brought it up, so it's your fault. So if we're going to be candid, so <laughs> I, I called you out a little bit on your, and it's when you're giving your opinion and I think, well, you tell me, but I'm going to think, you know, is it, an, I know already what I'm going to say, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Cause I was going to say, you know, is it an insecurity or, or something? And you will, you will chuckle. And I felt like, I mean, you're taken away from the gravity of what you're saying, but when you're here, on a show where the point is for you to give your opinion, whatever you don't tend to do it. And I was noticing I, that now. So it's I funny. Know exactly why. And I, tell I, me. I, it's great that you're pointing right, out. Tell me. <laughs> uh, good case study here. All right. I, for instance, like right just now, ordinarily in conversation, I would have said, um, but because I'm on a podcast, I know not to do that. I've just been programmed for so long not to do that. Now, and it's funny because I was listening to you because you did, I, I, you know, early on in the show, you did, you said, um, once and I, and I thought, oh, now I'm going to listen and see if he does it. And then you didn't forever. So you caught it. Yeah, and, I probably got the one out of my system. Well, and I, I think we all do it to some degree, but yeah. Sure. Anyways, sure. Okay, keep going. I, it, it, this thing with the, uh, with why I show up or why I, I'm taking that moment when I'm saying something serious or weighty, or, or sometimes it's a piece of advice, like that I'm it's something anecdotal or something that I'm offering. And in normal conversation, when I'm not on the mic to give advice or whatever, when I'm just in conversation with friends like or with my brother, I will sort of laugh into it and and sort of say it sort of playfully because of what I was talking about earlier, because I'm trying to soften myself so that I'm not showing up as being abrasive or being an authoritarian or, or, you know, opinionated, whatever. And, and so I'm trying to soften it a bit with a laugh subconsciously. I never thought that would be a good plan and planned it out and did it. It just has happened subconsciously and you called it out. And I, I thought about it. I thought, Oh my God, I'm doing the same thing that I always do. I'm trying to soften myself 
in that moment. Not well. I'm not saying it's a good tactic. I'm just, but that is subconsciously, and it is very subconscious what I'm trying to do there. It's like, I don't want, you know, Kevin to think I'm just trying to tell him what to do or whatever. And in reality, what I should say is just say what I think. And you know me well enough to know that I'm saying it out of love. I don't have to laugh. I know. I know you and I know, I know you, I hear your tone or whatever. And I felt like you're taking away from the gravity of your, and I, I thought about it when you're giving your I was going to say opinion, but guidance even is when you tended to it's do guidance it. typically yeah. that's, and that's when I do it. Yeah. I've noticed since you told me that that's when I do it most. Okay. And it, I'm grateful, but I've told like three people, three of other friends, how grateful I am that you called me out. <laughs> well, it wasn't a big thing, but it's like a thing that I tune into. And I also know that as I tune into that, I've become aware of other things I was unaware of other little isms like that. And I think, what else do I do like that? What else is is creeping into my conversation that isn't necessarily my authentic self that I'd like to kind of weed out? That's funny. I also have to know what my authentic self is in order to be able to weed it out, right? It's like you need to know what is the wheat and the chaff, you know, yeah. in order to be able to to weed it out. Man, and, it, and it's in in the realities. It's and it's so powerful because those little things can erode our impact. I, I, I. One of my isms is I start talking really fast, especially I, I can get oh, that runs in the family. I think. Yeah, I, just, I slow my down myself down constantly because when you slow your, that's what I started listening to people and the people who talk, and they're intentional, and, and they draw a, and you're like well, leaning in, I, like what is he going to say? say? It's like Mister, <laughs> this must be Mister or Mrs. Wisdom, and yeah. what I've realized, and so I've had people sometimes say that to me when I'm present and, and thinking about myself and I'm sitting here and it feels kind of funny because really the reason that I'm talking this way is because I'm not quite sure what I'm saying, but I don't want to put in the fillers of, um, or like, you know, so I'm putting right. in the pauses and I sound very wise when I'm actually feeling a little unwise, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it matters out here in the populace and how we come across right. and, I'd rather you slow down and then fill it with ums and whatever yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Awareness um, of the isms. That's a great book title. Maybe that should be your next book. Uh, I, I did want to highlight, though, that or, or get your perspective on that the concept of a filter. That's what I keep thinking about with myself. Like I am in reading Ian's book. And now, especially this, the road back to you and looking at the three, and I'm going to go back to that. This is a healthy three or whatever. How does he say that? Healthy or, or unhealthy, healthy, average and unhealthy, something like that. Right. And looking at, man, that's my filters. That's my filters. I, I wake up today. My general filter is a three, but I'm also depending on my health, awareness, being present, fear, anxiety, whatever, I'm going to veer into that spectrum of the three and I'm, my filter is going to change and I'm going to take it in an unhealthy way and react this way. Can I center myself, you know, come back to being present, being aware and say that, no, I am going to enact as the healthy. So can I be aware and have that filter almost, I say filter, maybe, you know, sunglasses or glasses. I want, I want these glasses on today. I don't, I don't want the Kevin anxiety, fearful, egotistical, narcissistic, you know, whatever I want to be the healthy me, but to be aware again, this is the filter that I tend to see of, and not everybody sees that. I think that's 
one of the big things as well. It has been for me to, instead of being frustrated with the world, go, no, man, not everybody is, is me. And thank God, uh, thank God I'm me. Thank God. Not everybody else is, uh, I want to be the healthy me, but these are our propensities, predispositions that we are going to gravitate towards. And how do we do that authentically at peace. And I think about that a lot, man. And I, I've seen your journey and I hear you talk to that, to when we are feeling, when I am feeling anxiety, it's a telltale sign that I am not acting authentically and I'm being unaware of myself. That's when my, and I can even look at my wearable devices and tell me that must've been an inauthentic day. Yeah. My, my stress count is way up and I can look at that. And sometimes it's, yeah, yeah it's not, I'm not even aware of it. Uh, yeah. Well, we've touched on a lot of things here, but I think one of the things that, uh, Ian was pointing out specifically too, is that we're not static beings or we're not created to be such. I think a lot of people get caught up in wanting, feeling the need to be statically one particular personality style in this case. Uh, we don't see ourselves as fluid beings. And I think the more that we do see ourselves as these fluid beings and with the ability to tap into multiple different styles, not personality disorder, but styles of personality. We have all those crayons in the box. Why not use them? We have those clubs in the, in a golf bag or whatever, why not use them? Nobody looks at the golfer and says, Hey, what idiot, what'd you bring all those clubs for? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it's one it brought them to win, man. <laughs> um, it's a good decision. You know, it, it, it's helpful to have all those clubs in the bag because you don't know what you're going to come up against. And because I'm using a driver instead of a putter doesn't mean I'm inauthentic. I'm being strategic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just a different way of looking at it. And I think that comes through self-awareness. It also comes through a lot of self-love. I have to say that there was a time in my life when I wouldn't have even been receptive enough to any of this because of the lack of self-love in my life. I would have just berated myself. I did, I, I think, for having these different tendencies and like, just, you know, pick a lane, Jared, come on. And I felt like I needed to. And I think a lot of society culturally pushes us in that direction. Sometimes parents, ours did not, by the way, but sometimes parents push us in a particular direction for a career or a particular way of being, maybe the entrepreneur thing we had pushed on us a bit, but we, it, that also fit us pretty well. <laughs> well, and that's, gosh, I, I do want to say, I mean, that, that's, I, I struggle with that today. If my kid says, you know, uh, daddy, I, you know, I rocked it on this essay or the story I wrote or whatever. I'm like, Oh man, that is awesome. You're, I mean, if I'm just not, you know, being unaware, I'm going to go, that's, that's awesome. And then the other one, daddy, I got a, you know, perfect grade on my algebra. Oh, cool. I don't, I don't, I don't give a crap about math. And, and <laughs> that what also it, runs in our genes. <laughs> I, I know. And it does in my family. And, and yet, you know, did I do something wrong? I mean, but it's daunting because you know the average kid's going to gravitate towards. Ooh, I'm going to. Apparently, I get more. I, I felt that internally. There's more accolades with writing in English, you know, and uh, yeah. And again, so that's what we've all grown up with and experienced with. And now is our time, as we're all sitting here, to to become aware of of who we are, what what that was, what we embraced, what we. 
the made up stories and, and, and the made, you know, the things that we, we gravitate toward and who are we really, which I think is a, a lifelong journey. And, and I would ask your thoughts on, it'd be great to ask Ian too, that I assume that to some degree, there's going to be a natural propensity, but through our own evolution and health and awareness that things are going to change some over time and times of life and who you are as a, as a parent with little kids um, and who you grow to be as an empty nester without those demands and whatever, who knows how that can change and morph and help you. And you find yourself, man, I'm, I'm really spending a lot of time and having fun in, in doing this. And it really lines up more with a different number on the Enneagram. How interesting is that? That's, that's kind of awakening in me, not inauthentic, but it's a different, it is a different timeline. I have different energies to invest. Maybe I'm just playing with it now, but I'm just yeah, and opening that up so that we are not confined feels important. It does. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking through it as you're talking and thinking more about the, you know, paints on a palette, you know, as these different personality styles and, and thinking, well, it's not bad if I use red or yellow or green, they're not bad colors. They're just, you know, colors. And I can, maybe I grab, you know, a certain amount of seven different personality styles there. And then I have one that there's more of that color in my painting, but they all create a beautiful painting and how much more beautiful could it be with all the different colors included in it? Even if one is predominant, you know, this set or eight in my, my situation. So I think it is, you know, we we're kind of resolving back to understanding again, this is a self-awareness thing, but when you are aware, then you can kind of dance in that realm of all of these different personality styles. And, and that, that perspective of looking at it as sort of a closet with different, you know, superhero outfits in it, if we're looking at the healthy side of all of those different personality styles and we just we get to have access to those and i think that's wonderful and encouraging and exciting and and it it speaks to the multifaceted you know abilities of our humanity and i love that as opposed to what i felt for a long time of like i am confused who the heck am i what is going on i maybe i have personality disorder for certainly had a few people throw their hat in the ring on that discussion in terms of pointing to that with me and I just changed my perspective around it through other self-awareness, you know, practices and so on and, and, and engaging with Teresa and, uh, and the Enneagram discussion and all that and realizing that these are not maladies of human, of the human. These are superpowers of the human. Yeah. And that's a very different approach. And then I feel like th- that perspective has allowed me to be in the health of my eightness. <laughs> Yeah, more than I was able to before because I was fighting the current kind of in, in other directions. Well, and one thing I don't want to miss before we wrap up here, it, you reminded me of moments ago was in understanding this. So as I look at, especially look at the three and I look at how Ian defines it in the road back to you or starts off the chapter on each category or each number with the health, the average, the unhealth is looking at that and not, and giving myself grace. 
That's something that stood yeah. out too, and saying that this is who I am. And yeah, when I am in anxiety or fear or in a difficult place, that this is going to be, this is a part of me. It's I'm going to gravitate towards these feelings and propensities and everybody else does too, that we all have these places that are difficult and to understand that have grace for others, uh, is, is the easy one to jump to, but then to go, well, no, wait, 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 what about right. me? Yeah. What about me? Can I have grace for me that in this, uh, that, yeah, I'm feeling this way. And my tendency is to medicate with chocolate or, you know, whatever that's have grace for that. It doesn't mean I give in or whatever, but just to have some understanding and grace for self and having some admissions of going, yeah, man, I'm a three and I tend to, this is where I tend to fall. What a great discussion to have with the people important in your life. Well, that self-awareness in the absence of self love or grace can be really painful. Wow, that's uh, good. it's, it's one it, it, that can be really destructive. I think it's like, okay, I'm aware of all these things and man, I'm, I'm just not worth anything. And I'm just, I'm struggling over here and I've got personality disorder and all these other, you know, negative aspects, but to be able to be self-aware and cover that situation with self-love I think that allows us to see all the possibilities that we couldn't have seen otherwise. That that uh, self-deprecation or, 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 or loathing or whatever that creeps in, and I, yeah. I certainly have dealt with that, that clouds all of the possibility that lies within our personality and personalities, if you will. So it reminds me of Tom Ziegler. What a great way to anchor us then of his aspect of with ourselves seeking the having the highest standards seeking the highest standards and because i got that one and having the deepest grace for ourselves Mm. and for others and i miss that one i have historically so there's where i'm affirmative action for for self highest standards deepest grace man brother what a gift thank you um thank you it's been a great conversation yeah i'll be interested to hear ian's take on this maybe we'll have to do a follow-up show but uh it has been all right brother thank you thank you well friends you heard me give some resources for the enneagram and in thanks to ian morgan cron who sparked this series i'll again give you his site where you can take the enneagram for yourself it's typology t-y-p typology institute If you use the code self-help, you can receive 20% off a monthly or annual subscription, which provides access to three of his courses on the Enneagram. Thanks again to my brother from the same mother and father, Jared Angaza. You can find him at Jared Angaza, A-N-G-A-Z-A.com. This podcast is growing at a significant rate. Thanks to his helping me elevate the brand and the impact. Thank you, as always, for tuning into the Self-Helpful Podcast, where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends. Most Americans at New Year's are thinking about improving their health and losing some weight. In regards to eating, the feeling is generally it's going to cost more money, more stress and effort, and you got to eat bland food. Well, a solution to all these is HelloFresh. Uh, HelloFresh, you get farm fresh 
pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's literally number one meal kit. You can make saving time a viable resolution with quick, convenient recipes. They're delivered right to you. You just choose your meals and select your delivery date. And HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping. So you just open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes. And you're cooking quickly with ease and joy. My family loves HelloFresh. We just open the box, follow the recipes, and have something new and interesting and good for us. It's become one of our family's favorite activities together. So go to HelloFresh.com slash free. And use code drive free for free breakfast for life. You get one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash drive free with code drive free. HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit. 